This is the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Pat Man. From the Bay to LA and beyond, might might get a little some wind on the microphone. I'm I'm roadcasting today. Uh, if you've been listening, uh, roadcasting is when I just I hit the road and podcast roadcasting. I coined that right then and there, or I have in the past. So um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm at one of my favorite. Uh, parks, new parks or renovated parks. No, actually, this is a brand new park because just shy of a year ago, it was all dirt and rubble and grass. Now it's organized dirt, rubble and grass and trees. There's a bathroom and a bike station and a place where you can plug in your car, your electronic car, your 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 electric car. So. But uh, it's uh, 6 o'clock, 6.20 in the evening. A little breeze. But I would say uh, it's about 71 degrees. And I am the only one here. Which is perfect. But this is how it always is. I, I'm always... And today we're talking about mental health disorders in everyone. Um, before I forget what I want to talk about because I think it's prevalent in anyone that is living in America or who've just arrived in America do you have mental health issues <laughs> absolutely you do and even if you question it that means that you do it's impossible to not have some kind of mental disorder for a few reasons I'm going to share this with you war we have been in a constant state of war since I can I won't say I can remember but because I've been on the planet for 50 years and my father figure I'm going to call him a father figure because he never played the role of a father at all in my life so the father figure he was in the army and just Interacting with him for the few times I did. I'm, I'm a kid. I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, you know, this guy's got some mental health issues. But no one's saying anything. No one in my family is saying anything at all. Um, so war. If your parents were in the war, you got mental health, health issues. For a lot of reasons. Um, for a lot of reasons that I can talk about and I can just keep listing, but... The research that I found on everyone or anyone that was in the army and went to Vietnam, uh, went to any of the wars, they were exposed to uh, Agent Orange, they were exposed to all kind of stuff. And then they came back and they made babies in America. And I'm one of those babies that was born with all kind of health issues. It's amazing and a miracle that I'm actually alive today, barely breathing, and have my common sense about me. And that's only because I've taken an initiative from the very beginning, from since I was a child, to monitor myself and and to seek the help that I need 
for myself. Now, even though my father wasn't in my life, he was in and out. And then to the point he got to the point where, you know, he's like, ah, I'm not your daddy anyway. You know, stop saying that to me. Those are his words, not mine. Um, prior to that, as a child, I analyzed because I was around my mother or I analyzed her as having a mental health disorder. Was it diagnosed? Nope, not at all. But you don't, as a kid, as, as an observer of, of your parent, I mean, diagnose? <laughs> diagnose? Hey, is your mother crazy? Yes. <laughs> That's a question a teacher would ask. Well, what, how's things going on? I, I remember um, a counselor in high school asked, you know, well, how's, how are things at home? And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, where would you like to start? She's like, oh, gosh. So, not too many conversations with my counselors. But more so of me just not talking to myself, but talking to the universe. Or these non-physical entities that many might call extraterrestrials or aliens or gods or god Because who, who else would listen but your conscious, your consciousness, and your awakening consciousness? So do, was I born from a family of mental health issues? Absolutely. That is without a doubt. Both sides of my family, that can be traced to parents relationships, marriages, substance abuse, physical abuse, jealousy, you name it. The list just keeps going. Now in the 80s, and I'm only reading and researching a lot of this now and and just a a lot of conversations I've had with older people, you know, I, I often would ask the question, you know, well, why is L.A. County so messed up? You know, why, why are there crazy people, which I don't think are crazy, walking around talking to themselves and homeless and this, that, and the other? You know, why is that? And why is it centralized in L.A. County? Why this part of L.A. County? Well, a lot of people went on to tell me, oh, Reagan's fault. I'm like, the actor? They're like, no, the actor that became president. Holy smack, what did what, he do? Oh, they shut down all the mental health facilities. All the places that have been on board had, you know, the stuff that we would see in movies, you know, people getting shock therapy and all this stuff. So what I gathered was that as Reagan became president, a lot of the campaigning that he did going around the country, him and Ronald Reagan, him and Mrs. Reagan saw everything. They saw a real glimpse of the earth, of the of what was going on with humans on this planet, in particular in America. Oh, we got to shut this down. This is terrible. Well, in shutting these facilities down, people had nowhere to go. And where would they go? On the streets. You know, they couldn't lock them up in jail. Well, they did. 
And so if you look at, if you go back to the 80s and you say, okay, if he shut down, if they shut down all the mental facilities, how are people getting help? Did people just stop having mental health issues? No, absolutely not. People didn't stop having mental health issues. Did the hospitals help? No. Well, sort of. They created prescription medications for your mental health issues. Someone might be saying, ah, well, you had church. What about if you went to church? You know, spirituality. Religion and spirituality are two different things. And church was just as many mental health issues that I could observe as a child growing up, even as an adult growing up. Mental health issues in, in the congregations. No one gets a free pass for not having some kind of mental health issue. But the issue is that what do you do about it? Or have you acknowledged it? Or are you acknowledging it? And ministers have, you know, the whole privacy thing that, you know, they can't go around sharing stuff, but I'm sure they do after a drink or two. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's not even funny. I mean, it's, it's funny because, yeah, I, a lot of the ministers I knew, you know, people said, and I, you could see bloodshot eyes on a Sunday morning. That wasn't from not sleeping. Alcohol on the breath. You're trying to preach to me about something, but you got alcohol on the breath? Come on. So what we're seeing in 2022, and what brings this up is, you know, before I left, I had an uh, appointment with my therapist and with the hospital that I interact with, which I will not put them on blast here in Northern California, one of the biggest in the country, Northern California, at least. And things just did not go well at all. And I recall them not going well at all 10 years ago. I, rec I recall them not going well at all. And it was more like prescription drugs, prescription drugs, prescription drugs, prescription drugs. Now what we're seeing is that all those people 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 6 years ago, if you had children, while you were taking these antidepressants and mental health, psychotic uh, depression medicines, do you think your child will not pick that up in the system? That's how it works. That's how it works. I did some research today, came across quite a few women who actually were telling their story about that. Issues. It's not like they, when you go to the hospital or you go to your doctor, you call your health physician and you say, hey, I got some issues. Not like they say, all right, we're going to get an MRI right away. No, my, my health facility told me, oh, we'll get to you around November. Yeah, in November. November of 2022. That's what they said. I said, well, um, wow, okay. Thank God for the online help. Thank God for my own ability to see 
the issues that I have and work towards resolve. I don't want to, I mean, one of the questions they ask you, you know, uh, you feel like you're going to kill yourself, you can kill somebody else. It's like, why would I do that? No, hell no. Do I want to be here? No, I don't want to be here. I'm tired of being here. But I want to be here. I want to be here. But the issues that I'm having, I'm not getting the resolve that I need. And that's it. I'm not trying to take anybody out. I'm not trying to take myself out. I've been trying to get help for over 20 years. And all I got was prescription medicines and, and double talk. And uh, it's not good. I'm just catching up to the uh, Miss USA in 2019. She jumped from her building. Jumped from her apartment building in New York. And I still have yet to hear anyone else or that being brought up. When I saw a picture right away, I was like, oh my God, I already know what this is about, man. This is... Because right off the back, they didn't say it was suicide. They just said, oh, fall, fell off her balcony or whatever. And there was no falling. She committed suicide. That's because things like pageants and competition things that put humans on a platform in front of the world. You know what, you know what kind of pressure that is? Now, that might have worked in when it started, wherever, whenever it started. That might have worked then. It doesn't work in 2022. It doesn't work in the 21st century. What these ladies have to go through, they're being molded to be Miss America. Can you even imagine being an African-American fine young lady? And she, she looked, oh, she was 30. She was actually 30. She looks much younger though. Can you imagine being that fine and having hate mail, emails, people saying things about you. Oh, she's not that cute. This, that, and the other. I can only imagine what she was going through. And if you don't have anybody there to talk to about these things, and here's the other thing, even if you had somebody to talk to, you need a professional to talk to. Because I say, if you got issues, don't talk to your friends. They're the last people you talk to. They may have issues themselves that they haven't resolved. But you got, if you are a friend, you got to answer the phone. You got to answer the phone. You got to return the text. Family, whatever. They never answer the phone. They never return the text. Only text you're going to get or, or a call you're going to get is when someone's died. That's it. And when the funeral is. That's it. But if you're a friend, the best thing you can do is just answer the phone. Answer the phone. Return the text. A lot of people feel like they there's nothing they could do to help someone in a situation where they're feeling like they want to end everything. And it's not true. Just listening. Just listening without judging. That's it. I'm good at that. I'm good at listening to other people's issues and problems and try to resolve them. And that's just something I'm just really really good at because I take it from their perspective but at the same time I'm looking at everything I'm looking at the whole picture 
and I, I don't have a, 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 a PhD. I don't have anything. I don't have any letters behind my name. I just have the intelligence of the universe backing me up every chance I speak. That's why it's called the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. It's the intelligence that, that we were born with, that we have instilled within us, that I use. I don't need approval to share with someone my experiences and what I think some options I can provide with them that they can do. The 1-800-SUICIDE line is, is alive and well and people can call it. And I've called it. And people have reached back out to me to follow up. Six months later though. <laughs> Six months later. But it does help. It is a call for help. I don't know. I'm good and I'll be good. I just want to be able to share my experiences more. And and as long as I've been doing this podcast, I would have thought more people would be listening and sharing this information. But apparently not. I'm not popular enough. I'm not I'm not on TV. I'm not a superstar. I'm not a super athlete. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not cracking jokes. Those who are, they they get the they get the platform. They get the million followers. I don't want a million followers. I don't, I, don't, I want a million followers if those followers are looking to help themselves or help somebody else. Otherwise, I don't want you following me for what? For what? See what I'm doing? To see what I'm doing next? I have over 400 some people following me on Facebook. I can't tell you. I can't share with you that I've ever requested any of those people to be my friends at all when I started on Facebook it was me and one other person on Facebook when it went mainstream I look in my inbox there's 50 million emails from family friends the whole night I'm like ah what do I do accept them or not accept them all right I accept some but don't accept the other now people are gonna feel funny like oh this that and the other all right I'll accept them I post a positive message on Facebook. No one responds. I pause some I pause I post something negative and that's going on where everybody wants to chime in. Everybody wants opinion. I say that's the biggest thing that's causing a lot of mental health issues. Is that when commentary became a thing online, when people got to the point to expressing their view on something that someone had to say. That's when things went. Because I, I don't recall comments being a thing on social media. On MySpace, on Facebook. I don't think it always was. It just became more. And I I, I get to the point on social media. I, I don't even respond to people's comments. A lot of them I, I try not to even look at. I'll email the person directly or message the person directly. Hey, thanks for whatever. How's it going with you? I'm doing good. Good to hear from you. Blah, blah, blah. Cut it short. It's not the social media itself. It's the commentary. People with mental health issues commenting on other people with mental health issues. The blind leading the blind. That's exactly what that is. The blind leading the blind. 
We have to change this, man. We have to change this like today. We can't keep talking about it on on social media platforms. Or, you know, and it's not. I guess it's more of the the all the people that are getting the fame who are all famous because they're still creating the crazy movies. They're still creating all this toxic, this toxic environment online, whether it's online or on the big screen. The biggest power that we have is the, is what I'm ha- having, what, what I'm talking into right now. This smartphone has all access to power of media. You can watch the craziest stuff that you want all day long. And absorb that stuff. And then go out there in the real world and try to play on that stuff. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's good to see a lot of older people out here on their bicycles and riding. I'm on my bike riding out. Sharing a smile. Watching the watching the clouds move about the Bay Area. Watching the chipmunks eat weeds. <laughs> Actually, it's nutrition for them. Just getting out of the funk. And I'm going to get out the funk. And when I do get out the funk, totally out of the funk. Oh, man. I'm going to be so loud about the message. I'm going to be so loud about the messages. Because it needs to be said. It needs to be talked about. All right, people. For the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network, I'm going to chill out and absorb some sun rays. Because I think I'm getting lighter. I know that was possible, but if you don't get sun sunlight, you know, even this African American, you yeah, you, you get lighter, I guess. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm gonna just chill out in silence and turn my phone off and just take some deep breaths, clear my mind, clear my mind of all the nonsense I've heard today and start and reset and start from scratch. That's what I do every day. I just start from scratch. But I'm a, my plan is to do more of these podcasts and, and to, iterate, to integrate more positive messages to help people with mental health. To help those who maybe experiencing mental health issues and don't know what to do and don't have the courage to do it. If you don't have the courage to do it, I, I, I don't know. All I can say is get it. <laughs> find it somewhere, anywhere. You have to find that courage because all these systems, they don't care. They don't. These systems that are in place, they, it's only so many people to go around. And the human body is a very complex system. From head to toe, it all works together. <laughs> you can't have a headache and think, oh, 
It must be just my head. It must be just my brain. No, it's something in your gut. It's something with your legs. It's something with your limbs. It's something with your joints. It's something going on in your ears. It's the food you're eating. It's the things that you're watching. It's all connected. There's only one answer. You have to meditate. You have to take yourself somewhere that you've never been before. And meditation is the only thing that can put you there. I speak from from my own experience. I speak from the truth. My thing is just meditating more and finding that space more so I can shut down all the nonsense that's happened to me over a, over a, a, a half a century a lifetime on this planet. I've had people call me Uncle Tom. I've had people uh, disrespect me in so many ways. It's ridiculous. Family disrespect me. Friends, people I don't know, co-workers. It's like, how do I get through that? One day at a time, one second at a time. That's it. But meditation, hypnosis, prayer, loving what you can do, starting something new creatively, those are the key components to getting out of your mental health issues, not medications, not saying that meds don't work, but they don't work for everybody, but those four things I just mentioned are natural things that you can do with your life and get your life where you need to get it and if you're listening for someone else share it with them that's another thing too people share all this bull they're quick to share bull people are quick to share all the nonsense but they will not share the stuff the substance stuff that can actually help someone stop sharing all the the nonsense now what this celebrity did what that celebrity did this star, that star. Our, our, our obsession with celebrityism just makes, it, it, it annoys me. It annoys me so much. So I'm like, they got problems too. They got bigger problems. More money, more problems. <laughs> it's true. More money, more problems. More money, the, the uh, I say the more money you have, the longer your psychotherapy session should be. So the average session is what, an hour? You got a million dollars in your bank? Your therapy session should be two hours. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, people. Peace, love, and all the light.